When we give and when we serve our God, do we always hold to what we say in the Lord's Prayer? Yours is the kingdom, yours the power, yours the glory. Or we sometimes say, well, God, you, you should have a little bit of glory from me, but I can only give so much. David acknowledges this structure, this palace, is for the God who is eternal, who owns all things. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient faith for today's world. October 2nd, 2022. First Chronicles 29, verses 10 through 18. We just read earlier about the disciples being shocked. The disciples who had spent so much time with Jesus, who had seen his miracles, who had been close eyewitnesses to everything Jesus had done to this point. You think if anybody had faith, or thought they had faith perhaps, it would be them. But all it took was a couple explanations on what faith involves or what faith is. And there they are saying to Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. You know, if, if they need to turn to Jesus and ask for increase of faith, I think I need to. I'm sure you're probably feeling the same, that there's always room to grow and increase in faith. And if we were to join along with the disciples and pray, increase my faith, Lord, would it be to find the same reason and same blessings that they found? Or, as we'll see today, that, that David finds. What does it mean as God, and how does God increase our faith? We'll be looking at that this month as we look at four different readings regarding how our faith is shown and how our faith grows. And today our focus will be looking at First Chronicles 29. As we pray, Lord, increase our faith, we'll be looking at how David wanted to increase his faith as he served and carried out his role to worship his God. David now is near the end of his 40-year reign. His son Solomon, I believe, is approaching somewhere around 40 years old by this point. And David has spent a lot of time working on a project, a lifelong goal of his to build this solid temple for the Lord. See, the, the Lord had been in a, a tent dwelling, his well, he had not been there, but rather his place of worship had been a, a tabernacle, a, a temporary portable shelter. And now God is about to receive, by David's planning, what he considers a, a more suitable temple. He says, The task is great, because this palatal structure is not for man, but for the Lord God. With all my resources, I provided for the temple of my God. He knows this is not just some house. This is for God. When you serve God, you don't just want to bring him something you may be off the top or maybe just a little bit of effort. God needs, deserves our very best. And for this, the, the place where the Israelites would worship the one true God, David says, how could I ever accomplish this? Well, if we'd read on in First Chronicles 29, David says he gave various metals, various precious gems. And then as you read past that, you see the leaders of the Israelites joined with David. That is, he led by example. And they joined and followed him in giving highly to the, the Lord their God. And if you look at your footnote in your Bible, it, it describes the, 
the units that they gave in our terms. Hundreds of tons of metal, precious metals, of iron, of precious stones to be put and to be used for the temple of the Lord. The wood, the the things were all laid out so that David had it all prepared. We call it Solomon's temple, but really, when it comes down to it, you'd have to argue this is very much, even though he did not build it, but it is David's temple for the Lord. And yet David recognizes, even though he's worked so hard to give to the Lord, it's not all, not all his. Praise be to you, Lord, the God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. Everything in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor, both of which David had, come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power, and you give strength to all. When we give and when we serve our God, do we always hold to what we say in the Lord's Prayer? Yours is the kingdom, yours the power, yours the glory. Or we sometimes say, well, God, you you should have a little bit of glory from me, but I can only give so much. David acknowledges this structure, this palace, is for the God who is eternal, who owns all things. And so he gives to the God who he owes all things to. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Now, David could have boasted at this point, made some sort of record. Look what I have given to God, as maybe we might as we serve our God and we consider all that we've done for him. But David brings it into perspective. When we serve God, when, when we spend our time serving him, when we live our lives glorifying his name by, by being a loving parent or a spouse, when we serve him by serving perhaps in a house of worship with offerings or music or time, when we serve him by helping our neighbors and giving glory to our God with our life and our abilities, we might think pretty good of ourselves. But David puts it in perspective. But, says the, the king of Israel, the one who has made it through struggles and rebellions and come on top. He says, but who am I? And who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Do we deserve the things that we have? Maybe our our hearts might like to say, yes, I do. David could say that. He had struggled, right? David had made it through years of trials. It was David who had to run from Saul until he finally became king. It was David who had to fight all the Philistines to secure peace in his kingdom. It was David who had to overcome the rebellion of his son Absalom so he could remain on the throne and not fall to a coup. David, and yet he says, who am I to have all this? And who are my people? They too, though they fought alongside David and though they worked so hard, could say, who am I to be able to give? How about you? Do you ever wake up in the morning and say, who am I to have clothing, a shelter over my head? Who am I to be able to put gas in my car and be able to drive where I wish to go? 
if you are blessed to have such. Everything comes from you. We have only given you what comes from your hand. That's hard for us to accept, isn't it? We can say it, and we can, we can know that God made all things, but to actually give from the heart and acknowledge that everything is his. To willingly give, saying, this is not my own. We, he says, are foreigners and strangers in your sight, as were our ancestors. You know, as we travel this earth, our life is so short compared to our everlasting God. And he says to you for 70, 80, maybe 100 years, here's your time. And here's what you're going to hold in your hands during that time. And during that short time that we have it, he says, our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. However much we can carry, however much God has given us during our life, what is that compared to the God of all who's given us those things? He says, Lord our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name comes from your hand. All of it belongs to you. Or as the Apostle Paul says, who can ever give to God that God should repay him? For from him and through him and for him are all things. David says, And now I have seen with joy how willingly your people have given you, and all these I have willingly given with honest intent. Maybe we might agree with David and and follow his line of thought. Yes, God has all things. Yes, I owe him all things. But what's the next step? All this I have given willingly. Not under some compulsion. Not because pastor said so or because I'll feel guilty if I don't but rather willingly, from the heart, acknowledging, praising God for all he has given. So often when when someone gives to God, whether it's their, their time or they serve in some capacity in their Christian life, it's given to accomplish some goal, like David here, to build the temple. And that's not bad. We can give to accomplish something. We might say, I'm going to give someone a ride to church. I'm going to give an offering to secure hymnals for the church. I'm going to help my neighbor out by helping watch their child. And we give of our time. We accomplish a goal. But David puts it in perspective and first says, I'm going to give from what God has given me. Not just giving to accomplish some planned goal but willingly giving because of from what God has given us. He has given us everything. You can't give time or wealth without first acknowledging it's from God. And then David says, We give and my people give willingly with honest intent. Even if we give willingly, is it to make ourselves look good? Lord, Increase our faith. I recognize there's times when I've helped others or I've served, and then I realize right away how good it makes me look. Or I step forward and volunteer for something because I know it will make me look good. Is that honest intent? Why do you sometimes give? Lord, increase our faith. That's what David prays. As he says, even though he gives of such great amount and of a willing heart, he says, 
Give my son Solomon the wholehearted devotion to keep your commands. And then he prays regarding the people around him. Lord, God of our fathers, Abraham and Isaac, keep the desires and thoughts in the hearts of your people and keep their hearts loyal to you. Not only has God given us all things, God is the one who brought us into his kingdom and brought our hearts to loyalty and praise of his holy name. He did this as he came to be the one to give first. Not just giving because he had to or giving to accomplish some temple, but rather coming to this world in the flesh, the temple of God, Jesus the Son. And though all things were his, and he held all in his hands, and he had nothing that anyone could give him because he owned this world, created this world, he gave of himself, lowered himself and came down so that he could give of even his own body for us. We must join with David. Lord, is there anything that is not yours? But the God who owns all gave everything for us. By his death on the cross, Christ, the Son of God, did what the first David could not do. He gave us everlasting life with his own life and blood. And he gave us the kingdom that he won for us by his death and his resurrection. And he gives continually, daily, grace upon grace, as he not only gives us this kingdom, but increases our faith and keeps our hearts loyal to him. So when we pray, Lord, increase my faith, he answers that prayer. As he shows us his great love, moves our hearts to be loyal to the one who in all loyalty gave us all things. So in what way do you serve? What way do you give? Is it maybe as you carry out your duty to help as a a mentor or a teacher or a Christian friend? Do you carry out your duty as you give back to God in the ways that you serve others or supply work of the gospel and the spread of his word? Or do you give as your, your time is for just simply encouraging others who need to have a Christian heart or hand? In whatever way you give, Lord, we can pray, increase my faith to you who has given me all things. And in the end, we'll say, Lord, I have only done my duty, for from you and for you are all things. Amen.